I can't tell you how many times I walk into a senior's home and all that's in the pantry are just cans of soup. Yeah. If you think about it, I think God designed us to eat um, in community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's lonely eating by yourself. Yeah. And so having a care aide come in and make a meal and then even sit down with the senior really starts um, improving their well-being. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you take care of things. <laughs> My name is Daniel, and I am here with Jake. Hey, Jake. Hello. Hi. And our very special guest, Kimberly Akers. Hi. Hi. Did I pronounce your last name right? I forgot you, to ask. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, right up until I was about to say it, I was trying to figure it out. Uh, all right. So, Kimberly, we're so glad to have you here. Um, so, we all are getting older. Uh, and when we get older, our parents get older, and sometimes that poses some challenges for us. And so you have a particular expertise in that field, so that's why we wanted to have you on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this. I'm super excited. Good. Yeah, we're excited too. Yeah. So Daniel, we uh, here at Stewardship, we hosted uh, a live event recently at our office. Yeah. Uh, it was titled Caring for Aging Parents, mm-hmm. and it was great. Um, so, you know, it's kind of for the, the adult children where, you know, parents are at that stage where they're getting older and we might have to step in, you know, provide care. Um, so that's what, that's what the seminar was rooted on. So, uh, Donna, our colleague, uh, started off by just sharing her experience, her story with Mm -hmm. caring for her parents, just how, you know, emotional it is, uh, just the process involved there. And then I talked a little bit about the financial aspects uh, a lot of the questions though, that we had were more dealing with some of the types of care, uh, yeah. you know, that, that our parents need. And, and that's why we brought Kimberly here today. Great. So Kimberly, yeah. you are, uh, you're the owner of Amada Senior Care in Mesa. Yes. And correct? we are located in Mesa, but we serve the whole East Valley. Very awesome. Good. So yeah, tell me what is Amada Senior Care and why did you choose to get into that field? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Amada Senior Care is an in-home care company, so we provide care aids into the home of aging loved ones, and we'll talk a little bit more later about what those aids do in the home. Uh, But I think your second question is how I got into this Mm -hmm. field. Uh, Well, that's that's a long story, but the short (laughs) end of it is – I'm I'm an educator by nature. I taught for 18 years, and so I love to educate people. Great. Well, obviously, then I watch my mother help her aging mother. Mm-hmm. And then also in my 40s, we went through uh, working through my stepdad's dementia and, and all of those uh, issues that around that particular disease. And so God just put a passion on me about – eight years ago to start a business that would provide quality care in the home plus education and resources to adult children like myself. Uh, So it was kind of a crazy endeavor to start, but uh, just so blessed. God has Mm. just been good during this time. So now we have about 90 clients all over the East Valley and providing jobs to over 130 people. Wow. 
That's great. Yeah, I got connected with you uh, probably a couple years ago from uh, a mutual acquaintance. Right. And in the meantime, I just met so many people who know you. <laughs> you know, oh, here really? At, here at the office, at church. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I know Kimberly. She's my neighbor. Or I'm, yeah, talking with her. So, so that's great. And then, you know, from my perspective as a, you know, financial planner and advisor, you know, I have clients in this, in this period of life where taking care of parents is becoming a reality and mm-hmm. you've been able to, to help them. Um, so question for you, you know, as our parents age, it's highly likely that they will need at least some type of care. Uh, what do you think people get wrong when they think about caring for their parents? Mm-hmm. Good question. Well, I'm going to go back to uh, being an educator before I kind of answer that question. So 87% of seniors, so 80% of our parents, right, want to stay at home. And if you think about it, you know, you're more comfortable in your own home. For sure. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, you have your your things. You have memories there probably of, you know, kids, grandkids. And even though we live in Arizona and maybe you didn't raise your kids here, you've probably been here for about, you know, 20 or more years, Mm -hmm. right? Because you retired. So, you know, most people want to stay at home, but the reality is 70% of those people are going to need some type of assistance, whether in Uh, helping with medications or personal hygiene or uh, nutrition, meal Mm. preparation, Mm -hmm. even mobility issues, right? Helping to prevent some falls. So what a lot of people do, uh, your question was to get this wrong, is uh, we don't start talking to our parents. Mm. Mm -hmm. We don't start having those conversations, Um, And so probably that's the main thing that we do wrong. Um, We talk about the end, if you think about it. We talk about, okay, you know, what kind of memorial service or uh, what kind of, you know, uh, what are your wills as far as a durable power of attorney or your financial Mm -hmm. power of attorney or medical? Uh, You know, what does your memorial service look like, you know? Uh, but yeah. we don't talk about that five to 10 year I call decline. Mm-hmm. And and we're living in a broken world, right? We yeah. we agree with that. And, and our bodies are broken. Mm-hmm. And we all wish that God would just take us, right, yeah. in our sleep yeah. to meet yeah. Jesus. Uh, but unfortunately, many times that is not the reality. And so I call it the decline. Yeah. So are we having conversations with our parents about what that looks like in that five to 10 years before Hmm. we're having that memorial service? Right. And I know I want to avoid that conversation with my family because it's uncomfortable and it's, it can be painful or awkward. And I I don't want to initiate that. (laughs) Well, uh, you're like most. Well, (laughs) welcome to normal, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, the good news is we're going to talk about, uh, Talk about that. Give you some tips Great. Uh, later on. Um, yeah, so stick around. So, uh, Kimberly, what what services do your caregivers provide? So you're talking about in-home care, mm-hmm. um, you know, seniors preferring to stay at home. I think when people think about care or long-term care, they automatically think nursing home. They do. And that's not accurate. No, no. Things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, – 
you know, instead of just maybe rattling a list of services that that our care aides provide, um, I thought I'd give some stories if that's okay. Yeah, fantastic. we're all all different and and things are going to happen as we age but we have one gentleman right now who um had a stroke that greatly impacted the left side of his body uh he is married but you know she's aging as well and so she has a difficult time caring for him uh due to you know physical constraints right uh, so our care aides are there, what we call 24-7. So there's always an aide there 24-7. And they help with uh, mobility, helping him get in and out of bed safely, um, helping to do his exercises that the therapist has prescribed. Um, we'll talk about this, but they help him eliminate. So to the toilet and and from the toilet and the personal hygiene with that as well as showering and and companionship. Uh, So that's what we call a little bit more what we call hands-on and kind Mm -hmm. of skilled care. You know, that's that's a lot in -hmm. in caring for somebody because his left side is definitely impacted. So he cannot really utilize that side very well. So our care aides do uh, definitely help keep him at home and help keep the wife, you know, safe from doing that. Um, I have another client that a husband and wife, um, he is cognitively impaired and she just wants to have a respite. Yeah. So she wants to get out of the house and have lunch with her girlfriends Mm -hmm. and do whatever she wants, get her hair done, whatever she wants to do. And And not worry. And not have to worry. Yeah. And so our care aides come in and we're more of a a safety companionship. We help watch watch this particular gentleman, you know. And a client of mine, I think that's what you recommended where, you know, Dad is declining. Mom is healthy and a little younger. Yep. He said, hey, have someone come in just several hours a week to give her a break. Give that respite. We need that emotional and mental respite mm-hmm. in order to continue caring um, for, for you know, our aging loved ones. Um, the third one, I have another uh, client and she's a widow and she's just lonely. Mm-hmm. So one of our care aides is strictly companionship they go to the movies they go to lunch they you know clean out a closet that's a fun job (laughs) just things like that so you can see how the the we have very various services all the way from just companionship to what we call skilled i think don was telling me uh how the nutrition piece is a big aspect you don't think of it but they just might not be feeding themselves properly or just getting the right amount of nutrition. I can't tell you how many times I walk into a senior's home and all that's in the pantry are just cans of soup. Yeah. And that's all that they just it, – it's because it's easier to open up. Yeah. If you think about it, I think God designed us to eat um, in community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's lonely – eating by yourself. Yeah. And so having a care aide come in and make a meal and then even sit down with the senior really starts um, improving their well-being. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. You know, I'm sure most adult children would probably be more than willing to care for their parents. Uh, it, I bet it can also be demanding, though. It can. Uh, are there 
some emotions, physical demands that you see happening to like a family caregiver? So you're talking about like the adult child? Yeah. 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 Or, or even a spouse too. A spouse yeah. could be healthy. And they think, be. yeah, I can do this. Well, um, so a lot of emotion obviously goes into it. But with adult children, when we're caring for um, our parents, there's – I'm going to give you some more statistics because I'm very much education. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so about $550,000 is lost in income from adult children mm-hmm. throughout their lifetime when they're caring for their parents. Okay. Wow. Because why? Why do you think that is? You have to work less or take time off work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't take a promotion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Things of that nature. All kinds of sacrifices. All kinds. Um, In addition, some of the adult children, the marriages are strained, Mm -hmm. which causes a lot of, you know, then you have resentment sometimes towards your parents. Um, Or your in-laws. Or mm, That's (laughs) a tricky one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could see how this could be really problematic pretty quickly um, (laughs) in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's why we have you here. That's why we're having you on the show to help teach people then what can be done. How can mm-hmm. we avoid this strain or this loss of income, mm-hmm. uh, these these difficult challenges? So in the second half of the episode, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but here at Stewardship, uh, we we also love to educate. We love to provide free education for people. That's what we did with our live event, which, by the way, if you want to hear more about any future events we might be having, um, follow us on Instagram at stewardship.pro. You'll hear about it. Um, but also... Every week, we release a one-minute money tip because this podcast is not about money, but money is our area of expertise here at Stewardship. So we do want to teach a little bit about that as well. So right now, we will jump into our one-minute money tip. I think we can all agree that wealth is or can be good, and all of us would like to be wealthy. Whether you're wealthy now or you're seeking to become wealthy, it's wise to understand how wealthy people think about insurance. They don't think about it as just another monthly bill. See, most people, when asked about insurance, they know how much they pay, but they have no idea what they're actually covered for. Wealthy people, they see this as an exchange of risk, as something that protects the money, the assets, and the things that they have. To be honest, most wealthy people probably don't know how much they're paying for insurance, but they sure do know what is being covered, especially their liability. So how do wealthy people think about insurance? How should all of us think about insurance? Not as a monthly bill, but as an exchange of risk and really knowing what we're covered for. That's what's important. All right. We are back. And in this segment, uh, we're just going to give you three steps to, you know, dealing with this. Um, The live event, a lot of people were curious, you know, how do we have this conversation? Uh, This is awkward. It's kind of scary. How do we start preparing for this? So, you know, if you're listening and you're not caring for aging parents, this is still for you because it is not too early to start the preparation. And if you are in the middle of this, if you're going through this, listen up because we have some nuggets for you. So yeah, let's, uh, Kimberly, let's talk about three uh, key steps that we can uh, uh, take here. Perfect. So I think the first step is, 
Yeah, start having the conversations. And as you pointed out, Daniel, um, it, it can be awkward, yeah. but it will be less awkward <laughs> when a crisis happens. Yeah. So um, we have a little uh, tip at Amada Senior Care called Tempo. Okay. To tempo. help you start the conversation. Remember, remember tempo. So remember tempo. So we're going to break it down right now. So T stands for time. So when you start having this conversation, you know, when you start approaching the conversation, you know, pick a good time. So Thanksgiving dinner, when everybody's sitting around <laughs> and m- emotions are most likely already heightened, right, around a holiday meal, yeah. is not the time to start having okay. that conversation. I was say, that doesn't sound like a good time. No. Okay. <laughs> e stands for experience. And if you're taking notes, this is a great one to to start mm-hmm. with. Uh, use somebody else's experience. So, for example, hey, mom, I have a friend named Donna, and she was telling me about some of the things that she went through uh, as her parents were aging. I thought we should probably start having that conversation. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. wow. That's a good idea. You don't probably even have to know anyone. You no. can just make it up. <laughs> You know, another one might be, you know, dad, uh, a coworker at work just called, got called away because her dad had a stroke. You know, I know you're really healthy now, but w- what happens in the event that, that something mm-hmm. like that happened to you and mom? You know, should we start talking about what some of the goals that you have for aging? Interesting. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Or I heard this podcast <laughs> yeah, right. That's great. <laughs> I'd love for you to listen to it with me. Um, so M stands for motivation. Uh, it's really important for us to be in the right mind. You know, mm-hmm. when we're probably our emotions are high mm-hmm. um, or, you know, we're juggling around kids and things like that. It's not the time to go, hey, mom, I just, uh, you know, I just dropped off Lizzie at gymnastics, but I thought we'd quickly have a conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's not the right time nor the the right motivation then. Yeah. Very good. So uh, T time, E experience, and motivation. Uh, how about P? P is people. Okay. Mm. Which people should be involved? And sometimes uh, really thinking about maybe the initial conversation is not when to have everybody involved. Right. But it's, you know, hey, mom, as we're thinking about this, you know, who should we also, you know, Involve in our conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like other siblings? Other or? siblings, other people, which uh, could be um, financial planners like mm-hmm. yourself. You know, who else should we kind of involve? And again, mm-hmm. not everybody needs to be involved in every conversation, but what part of the conversation? Right. Right. And then the O is outcome. What is your outcome? And if you think about it, conversations need to happen in phases, right? So yeah. maybe maybe the first outcome is just to start the conversation. Yeah. Just initiate. Have just, another conversation. Just initiate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to solve all of it in one conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. It needs to be multiple conversations so people can process, people can educate, people can kind of think through. Maybe things – we haven't thought through these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of our, our parents don't really vocalize, but they just assume that we're going to take care of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From a financial standpoint, 
you know, that could be one. A lot of people have no idea what their parents' finances are. So let's yeah. talk about the care. Yeah. Let's also start the conversation about how would we pay for this? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the out- picturing the outcome is like, I, I want my parents to know that I love them mm. and that I care about them and I'm not too busy for them, but also that, you know, we're acknowledging reality. Mom, dad, you might not be able to take care of yourself on your own forever. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be taken care of. And so that's why, like we, the outcome is, is to make sure that our motivations are clear, uh, that our love is communicated. I, I love that you said that because I think so many times as adult children, we come in and, and we, we think that we have to do this role reversal, mm. which I, the role reversal is that now we're the parents right. of our parent. And I totally disagree with the role reversal. I, I want it to be that, that we're journeying along with our parents, that, that we're, we're s- stepping side by side with them yeah. on this journey. Um, there are times that, you know, as adult children, especially if there's cognitive impairment, that we do mm-hmm. have to kind of come in. But hopefully some conversations have happened yeah. that allow us to do that and know our parents' desires. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, uh, that's a great number one. How about a uh, uh, second step? Second step, uh, educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Educate yourself. Um, I So many times, unfortunately, um, I'm coming into a family conversation when there is a crisis that has happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's... There's been a fall. Or there's, there's been some sort of medical emergency already. Right. A critical diagnosis, mm-hmm. you know, something of that nature uh, that... Uh, just things have happened very quickly. Yeah. And so trying to educate them on the different care available and them wrapping themselves around finances mm-hmm. and uh, struggling and conversations and, you know, people kind of haven't had those conversations. And so they're trying to have these conversations in the heightened moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so educate yourself. Educate yourself on what in-home care is versus assisted living. Uh, educate yourself on on the finances. Educate yourself on what Medicare covers, what Medicare do- doesn't cover. So you're yeah. not surprised in those crisis moments. Yeah. yeah. So if uh, if someone is at the point where this is becoming a reality, like they, they probably need some type of care, like how, how should they just reach out to you? What does that, that piece look like? How do yeah. they figure out what type of care is needed? Oh, that and that's what I love. I love being a resource. So I yes, reach out to me. Um, I I do free consultations all the time mm. about what I would you know recommend in this situation. Um, obviously, you know there's a lot of solutions, uh, but you know looking at this little snapshot of what's going mm-hmm. on in the family or the loved one's life, maybe this is what I would recommend. So yeah. Um, as an option. Yeah. So we can put your website in the description of the podcast so people can find it. Definitely. Um, and it's, uh, so that, that is an available resource. Mm-hmm. But the other thing we should educate ourselves on, and you mentioned this before the show, is that uh, in Arizona, there are lots of options for care for elderly people. And mm-hmm. part of the reason there's so many is because you mentioned that just anybody can open up a, a care facility, 
right? Yes. So, so care facility and in-home care is different. Right. Okay. So care facility, like an assisted living, there are regulations. for. But for companies like uh, Amada Senior Care mm-hmm. in Arizona, there's no regulations. So there's okay. over 700 agencies like Amada Senior Care because we have no regulations, um, meaning the government or anyone's not checking on if I'm mm-hmm. doing – a uh, the due diligence the due diligence so we do provide background checks not mm-hmm. all agencies do right so uh, that could be if if yeah. you're considering going with someone other than Amada it's good to ask do you do background checks what's your process exactly yeah these caregivers are coming into your parents home so that seems like it'd be a good idea yeah. seems like it yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> and I'm sure there are many that do other than Amada as well definitely definitely you definitely need to ask <laughs> you 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 don't just don't want to assume that every right. in-home care company is mm-hmm. is yeah. operating at a standard. Right. And that's part of educating yourself, mm-hmm. is asking those questions. And if if you, the listener, need to know the questions to ask, feel free to reach out to Amada. Please feel and, free. I will tell you what questions yeah. to ask yeah. or educate you. I think the theme here is do things before the crisis occurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. You know, from the from the long-term care insurance perspective, too, you know, if parents are young enough, that is a conversation that can be had. Mm-hmm. But lots of times, you know, if you wait too long, that could not be an option. So, yeah, have that conversation uh, early. Yes, yeah. I am a very big advocate of long-term care insurance. Yeah, I, I, I see you've read probably thousands of policies. I have. So what is, <laughs> why do you read all those policies? What is that service you provide? Oh, well, um, I am such an advocate for long-term care insurance policies, and I will read policies and help educate uh-huh. all, all the way back again, educate uh, seniors and their families of what what encompasses in their policy and mm. what it will uh, pay for, um, what are some strategies to utilize it. Okay. So like when it's time to file claims, mm-hmm. like here's the- Here's the process, here's and it. I will walk you through it. Yes. Oof. That's great. Yeah. Uh, insurance can be yes. uh, complex. It is. Um, I even love educating people if they're not ready for care on what their policy, because, um, for example, seniors nowadays, you know, they're in their 80s. They mm-hmm. bought the policy in their 60s. Well, the policy in their 60s looks different from a 60-year-old perspective than it does an 80-year-old perspective, meaning, yeah. you know, when you're 60, you're like, oh, no, I don't think I'm going to need that much. But, you know, mm-hmm. 80 years old, you're like, oh, my gracious, what is this now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love educating people even before crisis. So educate yourself. That's awesome. All right. Uh, and then third point, what is uh, the, the third key takeaway for our listeners? So the third key takeaway is gather your tribe. And mm. so this can be with adult children. Start helping your parents gather a tribe around them that will help them during this time. So people like uh, Stewardship Financial. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, if they have long-term care, you know, have you looked into that? Uh, you know, just putting people in place ahead of time, again, so you know that when a crisis happens, you know who to call on. Yeah. Yeah. And you said when, not if. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not not waiting to the until the crisis occurs. So gathering the people, uh, the resources, yeah, uh, and everything ahead of time. And the people being the insurance advisor mm-hmm. or for long term care insurance or mm-hmm. for health insurance at that time. Uh, people like you, Adamata, Kimberly, exactly. Um, 
the care provider. And pe- and Jake, you mentioned understanding your parents' finances so that we know how this is all being paid for. Um, that's all super important. And and on top of that, I would say the tribe of the family too. Mm-hmm. Make sure that there's familial support for everybody involved mm-hmm. because this is an emotional thing. And we want to do the, the logical wise things before the emotions are too high, but the emotions are going to come into play. And they that's are. why having these relationships established with these people is so important. Um, and, and, and also rely on, on, you know, whatever community you might have in your life, if that's your church, uh, you know, if your parents are aging and, and you go to the same church as them, bring the pastor into that tribe, you know, mm-hmm. bring people in because we all are, we're designed to be in community. Like you mentioned, we are, um, all of us, no matter how old we are, <laughs> we all, we all need community. We all need that support. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is so important. And it's, like I said, like I don't want to initiate this conversation with my parents, but now I feel equipped. Um, my, my parents aren't that old, but uh, that means it's the perfect time for me to have this conversation, to initiate at least. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned it doesn't all have to be figured out in one conversation. It doesn't. And it will evolve throughout the years probably. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's good to start having it so it's, it's, it's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So thank you uh, for on a personal note because now I have I have some tools in my You're tool welcome. belt to to figure this out. I didn't really think I needed to even yet. I was like, I'm I'm only 29. I, this is years down the road, but it's not. You know, now is now is the time. So um, we're grateful and uh, listeners. Your call to action is to uh, educate yourself first. Um, read. We have several blogs on our website. I'll link to them in the description about long term care insurance. And like the statistics you mentioned, so many people are going to need care at some point. So learn about it for your situation and then start that conversation with your parents. Remember tempo. Don't forget to get the timing right and make sure your mindset is in the right place. And then gather that community. Uh, and, And we would love to be part of that community. Send us messages on social media. Reach out if you need help or have questions. Um, and yeah, share this episode with somebody. We all have parents who are aging. Uh, if they're still around, you know, they're going to keep aging. That's, Mm -hmm. that's how time works. (laughs) Um, so, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, big thanks to Kimberly for coming on the show today. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a few weeks.